Another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wastner. With me is John Church. Hello, John. Hi, Bill. So we're going to talk about gypsy moths. And why don't you start by telling me what a gypsy moth is, John? <laughs> well, probably a lot of people have heard about gypsy moths or heard of gypsy moths. And uh, literally, they are a moth. And uh, the moth, of course, uh, uh, lays eggs that turns into a larval or worm-type stage, caterpillar-type stage. And uh, that's the uh, stage of the gypsy moth that uh, causes damage to trees. So the gypsy moths lay eggs, turn into caterpillars, and the stage that we're concerned about as far as damage and defoliating our trees is that caterpillar stage. So what kinds of trees do they feed on? Well, they will feed on a, a number of different types of trees, but they really tend to prefer, and uh, you'll see usually some of the first most extensive damage on oak trees, and even some of the big old mature oak trees uh, can be substantially defoliated. And um, if that goes on year after year, I imagine it'll kill the tree, or does it even kill the tree in one year? Well, actually, that's always a little bit of a, a question mark, but the, the standard, I guess, thought would be that as long as the tree is healthy otherwise, as long as it's getting proper nutrition, proper watering, uh, doesn't have any other mechanical, physical injury to the tree, it can withstand uh, pretty extensive defoliation for two or three years in a row without literally killing the tree. Now, can you have some branch dieback, some stunting of growth, those types of things, uh, you know, certainly. And uh, you'll have a, a leaf not drop, but with the defoliated leaves, you'll have a, a bare tree for a while during the summer. And sometimes if the tree's healthy enough, it'll push new leaves uh, during the summer yet. But basically the tree can withstand the defoliation, and especially if it's only one year, or if it's not real uh, significant defoliation, the tree should survive okay. But if we have real extensive defoliation, and that happens for at least over two or three years or longer, uh, which is a little unusual, we should say, uh, then uh, that certainly could have some major impact on the health of the tree. So what do you do? Do you treat it? Is there something you can spray or...? Well, for the average homeowner, it's kind of difficult. Here in uh, Illinois, we have uh, the Illinois Department of Agriculture that does some treatment, and that's not uh, uncommon, is that some states do treatment for gypsy moth as part of a uh, slow the spread program. I think most uh, professionals would feel that you're not going to ever get rid of gypsy moth totally, so the goal is to try to reduce how fast it spreads to, to new areas. So they'll do some treatment, and typically that might be from large equipment or from aerial applications, uh, but the average homeowner in most cases, especially on mature trees, it's kind of difficult to really do any particular treatment when the caterpillar is already infested uh, in the trees, especially large trees. Now, homeowners can do a couple of things. They can watch for caterpillars. They can watch for pupa. And wherever and whenever they see those, if they're within reach, literally, you know, uh, uh, scoop them up and, and kill them, basically. And they will Take be... Take your shoe off and smash that, them. That's about right. And they will be in large enough numbers when we say scoop <laughs> them up that they, you, you Ooh, can, literally. can mean that. Wow. 
Mm. Um, the other thing homeowners can do is uh, they can basically band the tree. Uh, there's different types of what we call trapping methods where uh, the caterpillars drop quite often to the lower parts of the tree or to the soil uh, during the hot part of the day when it's cooler, and then they'll, um, or when it's warmer, we should say, to where it's cooler, and then uh, they will try to climb back up. Ah, so right. if you establish this trapping area so they can't climb back up to the foliar part of the tree, then remove them from that trapping area uh, and destroy them. Uh, that would be a good thing. The one thing we, we do encourage folks is if you're going to accumulate them in any way, either by scooping them up or uh, trapping them, as we just mentioned, don't just put them uh, in the garbage and send them off to the landfill. Mm. Make sure that you kill them first because yeah. you don't want to send the problem to some other place down the road. What about a, a neighbor that you're not particularly fond of? We don't recommend that. Oh, okay. And typically, probably, if the neighbor has oak trees, they already have them. Ah, you know, that's right. Yeah. If, I've, if I've got them, they probably got them, too. And when we're talking about killing them, you know, we joke about, you know, just stamping on them with your feet, which could be done with limited numbers. But uh, you can scoop them up and put them in a bucket of soapy water or mm. that type of thing and literally uh, drown them, so to speak. Well, that's probably better than killing them with fire. Which Th that definitely is not recommended. Really. Not, not the way to go. So this band uh, idea, uh, explain to me a little more about how that would work. Well, there's a couple of things that homeowners can do. One is create a band of kind of a, a slippery surface, basically, um, wrapping the tree with something like saran wrap and covering it with something like a Vaseline or oh. slick-type materials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That won't necessarily trap them as much as it will keep them from as easily climbing back up the tree. Right. And then there are other methods where you can put a band of uh, paper around the tree, and then you overlap that with another band of paper. And so as they're climbing up the tree, they'll get basically caught in, 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 in that. the trap. And then you remove that paper every day or whenever and destroy them. Is that uh, commercially available? It's something a homeowner can just can fashion out of their own home material. If you're good at origami or... Right. Ah, yes. Yeah. I... You're sure that fire isn't an option? John. We do not recommend fire. No fire. All right. Any other precautions that a homeowner can take? Well, if especially, and, you know, we mentioned this for other insect pests too, but uh, like uh, the emerald ash borer, but if you're a camper or if you're traveling in an RV vehicle, something like that, um, for like uh, the emerald ash borer, we recommend people not bring firewood back home from infested mm. areas. The same thing goes for gypsy moth. Don't bring back things like firewood, and if you're in an infested area with your RV, uh, make sure you do a real good job of uh, actually hosing that RV off before you leave that infested area and drive it back home. So those types of sanitary precautions are good. Good, good advice. So um, where can we go for more information? Well, there's actually a couple of places here in the state of Illinois that we'd recommend. The Illinois Department of Agriculture has good information on their website. So if you just go to the um, web and uh, do a search for Illinois Department of Agriculture and then go to their exotic pest or just do an internal search for gypsy moth, they, they have good information up there. The other good place as far as land-grant universities goes uh, is Purdue University. Uh, so if you go to Purdue uh, University Entomology and then uh, search for uh, gypsy moth they have an excellent site also very good anything else we ought to know no i think that's probably the main thing at this point the the one thing that people should be somewhat reassured about is that they see significant damage and it's scary and it's messy and there's no question people get upset but again typically the tree can withstand the damage without being killed and secondly 
typically these are only outbreaks that happen every few years. It's not like you once you have it, you're going to have it every year. The populations will spike and then then naturally decline. Exactly. Whether it's weather, whether it's natural predators or whatever, um, over a period usually of a couple of years, two or three years, whatever, after you've had that outbreak, it drops off. Hmm. And then it'll take a while for it to build back up. Good to know. But in that point, you're probably forewarned and know what to look for. Right. It's usually the biggest issue when people have never experienced a problem before. And in our particular area uh, in Illinois, that that's somewhat the case because it's not, even though it's been around for years in the country and in the state, uh, it has not had major outbreaks here in the northern part of the state uh, very often. So it's, it's new to a lot of people. Very good. Well, for Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and John Church. Thank you.